It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here's your chance to get a free case of craft beer. As a listener to our show, we'd like to thank you for listening with the help of our friends at beer52.com. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash cricket to claim a free case. Beer 52 is the world's most popular beer discovery club, searching out brilliant and exclusive small batch craft beers from the world's most interesting breweries. You could sample the likes of Unity's 7% Export Stout. I've had some of that, and it's very rich and meaty tasting. Or Boxcar's Belgian IPA. You can try your first case for free. Just pay the £2.95 postage. Visit www.beer52.com forward slash cricket today. Hello and welcome to the Aegeus Bowl for the review of the fourth test, England against India. It's the analyst inside cricket. It's Simon Hughes and Simon Mann here staring out on the, the green sward of Southampton's newest test ground. And well, it's been a green sward sort of day in a way because it looked as if the, the bowlers were bowling on a meadow the way that the teams behaved, or certainly the English batting just looked, even though I thought, Simon, that Joe Root was right to win the toss and bat. It just seemed like a pitch that they couldn't bat on. But maybe that applies to the English batting throughout the last sort of 12 months or so. Well, the last time England collectively batted well was the West Indies Test match, Headingley, last year in August, second innings, when they made well over 400 and lots of batsmen contributed. There have been instances where... One or two batsmen have contributed and made big scores. Alistair Cook in Melbourne is a prime example of that. But the last time they batted well as a team was a year ago, and they didn't today. And India have got a fantastic opportunity in this match. England recovered. Sure, they did. They were 86 for six. They felt as if they were almost out of the game, and they got themselves back in it thanks to Sam Curran. But what a chance for India to, to get a first innings lead. We uh, will try and answer the questions which I'm sure you'll have which is uh, why do England continually fail with the bat and actually 
why also do the other teams not do that much better? No team this summer has scored 400 in a test innings in the six test matches we've had so far. Obviously, India have the chance of doing that tomorrow. But the best score by either team in, in the whole test matches we've had this summer is 396 by England in that win at Lords. And obviously, that was a, a fine performance. But other than that, England's batting has been decidedly ropey. I, I've just been trying to think, you know, why is it particularly that, that over the last sort of year and a half, why have England's top order continually failed? I mean, there's that stat, I think, 32 times out of about 60, they've been 100 for four mm. or less. In this case, 86 for six. Terrible situation, 30-odd for four, 80-odd for six. And it, it can't just be down to poor technique, as Geoffrey would say. I think there's been some unplayable deliveries bold consistently throughout the summer by all teams, Pakistan to start with, uh, England, obviously, with Anderson and Brawl, etc. Chris Wokes has bowled his fair share. Ben Stokes has swung it around corners at times. And then, obviously, Sam Curran coming in in that Edgebaston test. And then, obviously, latterly, the Indian faster bowlers have bowled some absolute peaches. So it's done more this summer than other summers have I, I think so. Why, why is that, then? Well, that's a good question, which I'm going to try and answer. But I think it's a combination of factors. I think it's very lush outfields which uh, through the modern irrigation systems have kept the balls in pristine condition. I think it's the, uh, the, the length of grass they leave on pitches now. Obviously the aim is to help English seamers, but the foreign bowlers, the overseas bowlers, have exploited them as well, if not better. And I think also, ironically, it's the balls. I think these Duke balls, you know, I was looking at the, I was chatting to some of the Indian faster bowlers this morning, I was saying, you, you like those Duke balls? And then they'll go, oh yeah, Ishant Sharma and uh, Jasper Brumar are saying, whoa, yeah, they're so much much better than the SG balls we use in India where the leather kind of falls off after 10 overs goes soft and they're hopeless to bowl with. They said they reverse swing more but they the, the Indian ball but the English ball just keeps on going. So if they play with a Duke's ball in India the, the seam bowlers the pace bowlers would be in the game far more than they are normally. I think that's true. I, I think it would be slightly less so because you need a, a tough ball to survive those sort of slightly harsher Indian pitches. But uh, the, the Duke ball, the way it's made now, and I think they're refining the, the manufacture of the Duke ball all the time. I mean, I've been down to that factory and the, the, the meticulous care over every ball. I'm sorry, I don't want to sound like an advert for Duke here and I'm definitely not. But in a way you are an advert for it, aren't you? Because you, you, you totally believe in this ball. You think this ball should be used in, in all well, it keeps the game around the world. It keeps the game interesting, and in a way, it's a good uh, foil for the, 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 the white kookaburra in one-day cricket, which is so batsman-friendly, and we've seen scores in one-day cricket kind of go through the roof, and batsmen just dominate totally, and bowlers have got nothing to use, nothing to exploit at all. And suddenly, in test cricket, it's gone the other way. So the Duke ball is doing so much that even top-class players like the Alistair Cooks and, and so on... I find it very, very hard to handle. I also think that the the advent of bowlers now going round the wicket consistently, left-handers, has made left-handers who were statistically more successful than right-handers over history, the top 20 test run scorers, eight of them are left-handed, so that's 40%, whereas actually only 8% of the population are left-handed, so disproportionate number of left-handers are successful in test cricket but I think that's been cut down over the last two or three years by this advent of bowlers going round the wicket angling it in and then swinging it away mm. to the left handers as we saw today to, to Cook and Stokes and, and Jennings and others um, 
I do think this particular batch of Duke balls must be especially good for, for bowlers because, and you do get that, I, I, you do get Duke balls that, that vary, or you know, batches of balls that vary in quality. I remember uh, a few years ago, Jimmy Anderson saying we especially re- requested in about 2015, we especially we requested the balls from the previous year, the batch right. from the previous year, because they were much better yeah. than the 2015 version. And they managed to get the ECB to buy up some older balls because they were so much nicer to bowl with. So you do get batches of balls which are nicer and feel better in the hand and seem to do more. I think we got that this summer. So it's nothing to do with batsman's technique or not not much not as much to do with batsman's technique I think it is to do with batsman's technique I think it's to do with lack of patience and lack of application and obviously the white ball kind of tendency to go at the ball you look at someone like Johnny Bairstow who hardly ever plays a defensive shot without going at the ball a bit and sort of following through a tiny bit I think his technique with his footwork now going sort of outside leg stump showing a lot of the off stump to the bowlers has been affected by his success in one day cricket and he's almost bringing a sort of one day technique into test cricket but I, I also just think the balls have done so much mm. yes these some of these batsmen are not adequate uh, are not able to to deal with the deviations and the movement but I also think the movement has been excessive mm. so what do England do about someone like Keaton Jennings then they, I mean is it just a question well give him a wider bat <laughs> well what 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 do they do know. do they do they Persist, they have to try pers- somebody else. With him? They have to try somebody else. I mean, our, our friend Andrew Sampson's come up with the stat that he's got the lowest average of any opener who's played 18 innings since, I think, Mark Butcher 15 years ago. So, you know, he's averaging 16. But Mark 16. Butcher went on to have quite a good test career. A very good test career, yeah, in fact. Yeah, true. I, I just think you, you look at Mark Butcher, I remember him batting, and he looks, he had something about him. Mm. Jennings just looked shot to bits. And I thought that, you know, two tests ago. So nothing has, has changed my opinion. I mean, he looked like he'd been stung by a bee today, didn't he, when he was out. The trouble is, is he's getting out to a good ball, and there's ways of getting out mm. which look almost helpless. And sadly, he does. Well, the dismissal today was a good ball, I thought, because it nipped back it on. It was a good ball. But he left, I mean, it looked terrible because he left yeah. it and hit him on the pad. And, he sort and then he sort of fell over his feet after. Yeah, padding up, you know, giving out LBW, absolutely plum. I mean, it would have been, if he'd been playing a shot, he'd have been at LBW, but he was playing no shots. It made it look worse. I mean, he, he, looking for the ball to go across him, he was lining it up, thinking it was going across him, Bumba nipped one back to him, padded up. It looked horrible. I mean, you know, let's let's analyse the technique for a little minute. Uh, yes, Jennings, we've already done. I thought Root actually played a loose shot today. It got a big swinging in-swinger from Ishant Sharma, but he tried to work it across through the leg side instead of trying to play it a bit straighter. It was on about off stump. He was only hitting in about middle and off stumps. He was trying to play across it too much. I thought Bearstow showed too much of the off stump to the bowler generally in his innings, and he got a ball which, instead of nipping back, kind of just held its line from Boomer, which was a good ball, but he probably shouldn't have edged it. He probably should have got a bit more bat on it than he did because his alignment wasn't quite right. Cook felt, I suppose, that he had to try and score. He'd been stuck there for you know, an hour or 50 odd balls for about 15 runs and felt, you know, there was a ball to cut that yeah. perhaps he should have cut. 
but he didn't cut it with much conviction mm. because there wasn't any rhythm and, and real kind of uh, confidence in his batting. So he sort of poked at it rather than hitting it emphatically. He had a stretch a bit as well. It wasn't yeah. quite in that hitting Very zone. good catch by Coley. Yeah. Could easily have gone down to another slip fielder. Um, and then when we get into Stokes and, and Butler, Butler was outthought by Coley and the bowler a little bit by bringing extra cover into the, another position, leaving a gap, and he drove at a ball he'd been leaving before, got called slip. The slip catching again was outstanding from India. So, you know, there is a bit of blame to the batsmen actually, but they, they were undone as well by some incredible deliveries which didn't necessarily get the wickets. It was the one after the unplayable yeah. delivery that sometimes did. Uh, one of the things I thought today was I know this might sound a strange analogy, but India's bowling today, because of its discipline and its relentlessness, it's slight, and, and also because the overrate as well, slightly reminded me of the West Indies in the 1980s. Yeah, that they, totally. were at, they were at you the whole time. Yeah. There were no freebies. Slow overrates. Yeah, you, so you couldn't sort of get away from them yeah. because there just weren't enough balls coming down from, from the other end and they had four seamers coming at you for large parts of the day and of course when they didn't have the seamers they had you know Ashwin to, to come in and, and chip away with a couple of weeks I mean it's not the analogy it doesn't hold totally because then you're not talking about the express pace and the, and the really tall bowlers but there was just that, that feeling today often, often you see in, in a test match innings you see easy balls on the pad so you just clip them through mid-wicket for four you know, turn through square leg for four. There weren't that many balls like that today. I just thought they bowled in really mm. disciplined fashion. Okay, England, t- the second half, they did get away a bit. They, they let the, the crown slip, if you like, a, a little bit, and Curran played really well mm. once more. But there was just that relentlessness, and, it, mm. and it, it's opened the way now for the, for the batsmen. If they get a lead of 100, then England are going to be in big, under big pressure in their second innings. Listen, you were absolutely right about the, the analogy of the West Indies. They're not as tall and maybe quite as quick as the, the, the sort of holding Garner, Roberts, Marshall kind of attack. But there's, there are certainly elements of that, of that attack, not least the fact that they just don't give you anything much to mm. hit. England were 50 for two. 52 for four at, at lunch, 26 overs, and 57 for four. Sorry, okay, so 24 two, two and over yeah. is all they were allowed in that first session. Well, you normally think 80 or 90 yeah. uh, in the first session, but their their discipline was fantastic, and I, I think this is the most exceptional Indian bowling attack that's ever come to. English shores and they're really uh, hot to handle. The contrast was England's bowling tonight. Look, their two greatest exponents of seeming and swinging conditions couldn't actually make the batsman play at all, which was quite. But sometimes there's that pressure, isn't it? When you only get a couple of overs, it's actually people say, "Oh, it's a difficult." little session for the batsmen. It's actually quite difficult for the bowlers as well, isn't it? Yeah, you'll you'll yeah, know sure. this from experience. No, no, it is. You try too hard yeah. and they were charging in. But, I mean, they should know from experience now that just to sort of take a little breath and not rush at the the batsman quite as much. But the ball was really hooping uh, around corners even when they were bowling, but they weren't making the batsman play. You're right about Sam Curran as well. I'm just agreeing with you all the time today, which is really quite boring, isn't it? Sam Curran has this sort of enterprise about him and he has a, a real fantastic cricket brain. You know, you talk about modern players and they're told what to do by the coaches and they don't think for themselves. Curran definitely does. You can see that there's some cricket flowing through his blood, obviously from his from his father and from his brothers, and he just makes good decisions. He makes good choices. He plays aggressively, but in a calculated way rather than a reckless way. And without him... It would be another score under 200. There'd been eight 
this summer already, totals under 200 by both sides, and uh, that would have been another one without Curran. Yep, so England now have got five number sixes in their side. <laughs> well, they have, haven't they? Yeah. You look at it, it's a very uh, unbalanced England batting lineup. Not helped, of course, by the fact that the openers are, uh, are struggling, the top order, you know, the, the one to three are really struggling. But there is that, there is that feeling. They've got you know, a whole lot of fives and sixes and perhaps you know, not many, you know, do you know what I mean? Not many fours and fives. They've got lots of sixes and sevens. Well, they need a one, two and a three, well, don't they, they, they really? They do. Root obviously wants to bat at four. Yeah. So they need a, they... Fact, yes, it was Nick Holt in the, in the Telegraph mm. this week who actually made the point that uh, they've got a number three who wants to be at number four, a number four who wants to be at number five, a number five who's at number, who wants to be at six, and then Moen Ali who made a double hundred for Worcester batting at seven, and Worcester who was batting at number three. Yeah. So everybody's out of position. The key to it is opening batsmen, yeah. opening pairs. England's opening pair, this opening pair, I think average under 20. Somehow, and it's by hook or by crook, They've got to try and stay in for the first 10 or 15 overs because there's no doubt if you watch the, the play, you know, Curran and Moen Ali and to a lesser extent Stokes found it a little bit easier. After 25 and 30 overs, it does get easier. So you've got to find batsmen who somehow can stay in for those first 25 overs and make it easier for the lower order. Well, England, I, by my reckoning, I, I might well have missed someone off the list, have used five openers in, in recent years and jettisoned them. Hales, Lyde, Robson, Hamid and, and Stoneman. Jennings could well be the sixth. And I feel so sorry for him because he, he's, he, st- he fronts up every game and he, he, he came up to me this morning and said, hello, how are you? And he smiled and he was totally friendly and we've been slagging him off in the radio and everything. And I, I mean, I, you know, he's got optimism, but he just doesn't seem to have any ability or any self-belief. Right, OK. One day gone this Test match. England 246, yeah. India 19 for no wicket. Is the, is the die being cast, or can England drag themselves back into the I game? I don't think England have got the, 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 the bowling attack as strong as India for this pitch, as we saw at Trent Bridge. In fact, they've got a lesser attack here, I think, than they had at, at Trent Bridge because there's no Wokes. Although they've got Curran, I don't think Curran will be as effective as Wokes was at Trent Bridge, or Wokes could be here. And I don't think that Stokes will be as effective either because he's not really fit to bowl. So England have got two spinners. It will turn this pitch later. It's already, it already turned a little bit. Ashwin turned the odd ball. It might turn. Maybe, everyone, very, might, everyone might be on the motorway well, by then. Yes, exactly. I, I can see India getting a lead of 100. Mm. And if these conditions prevail, which I think they will, and if the balls they choose are the right balls for them to bowl with, and you know, bowlers are fickle about the, the right ball that they get out of the box then I can see India winning fairly easily, actually, yeah. if they get a lead of 100. Yeah, it feels as if India have got a significant advantage after this first day. Well, though, England fought back you know, with yeah. Moen and with Curran and with Broad as well, who, who supported Sam Curran. But 246, if you offered India that at the start of the day's play, you know, despite the fact it was 86 for six, I mean, they were that nickel, weren't they? In the dressing room, we didn't quite finish them off. But 246, just about efficient enough in the end from India. And then that little, just nice little spell... 20 knocked off mm. before the close of play. Uh, you know, England need early wickets, clearly. But uh, you, I don't know, just that, just that feel about it. I, I, I'd be very surprised if India don't get a first innings lead, and I'd be quite surprised if they don't get a, a first innings lead that really aids their victory pursuit. 
Yeah, well, I agree. I'm just watching Kale Rahul tonight, actually, the opener. Really excellent, decisive footwork, and he didn't have to play too much from Anderson, but I just liked his approach generally. And if you're thinking about the weekend with this match already well advanced, I'd say don't cancel your golf tea time or your barbecue on Sunday afternoon because yeah. I think we'll be done by then. Yeah, well, it, it, problems for it. And what it would do, of course, is set up a fantastic finale at the Oval. No team, no team has come back from 2 0 down in a series, in a test series, since 19. 19- 1936 7. So, India got to send a bit of history here. But uh, yeah, let's, let's not write this game off. Anderson Broad could nip in with wickets in the morning. I'd like but... you to be optimistic. <laughs> well, it's that... normally me and your game. <laughs> no, I've... England have lost no, already, no. and I don't know why they're picking this team. But you're actually saying England could get back. No, into I'm, they've it. got. No. They, 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 you're they, a realist, aren't you? I'm, I'm a realist, yeah. They've got the, they've got the bowlers that could drag back yeah. into the match. Yeah. But the way it, it, the game is set up after one day it feels that mm. they've got, got a huge opportunity they've given themselves a great opportunity with their really disciplined bowling solid catching I'll go back to the point I made after Trent Bridge actually all, all India did today was just catch the catches that you expect them to catch but because England set such a low standard it looks as if India are sort of, you know, fantastic but they're just, they're just catching ones you'd expect to catch at, at test level even that Coley catch low down it was a good catch but someone like Coley you'd expect him to snaffle it which is what he did so yeah. yeah who knows it looks as if the series is swinging swinging towards India after Lords after that test match the Lords 2-0 they thought well we're going to just have a repeat of what happened yeah. the last couple of times that India have been here where they just gradually got worse and worse and worse but not a bit of it no. it, w- it would seem anyway but it's a, that's why we play sport and that's why we love it international sport you, you never quite know what's going to happen next exactly and I know what I'm going to do next I'm going to have a curry with you so <laughs> let's get going and stop our waffle and pray for a little bit more enterprise and skill and discipline from England tomorrow speak to you then Podcast Network.